you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Had the pleasure of calling a game that I reckon is one of the best I've been able to call this season of NBL. South East Melbourne Phoenix up against the Perth Wildcats. This was 2v3. South East Melbourne needed to win to maintain second spot. Perth Wildcats are about to head home after they play the Jack Jumpers to go nine games in a row at home to finish out the season. So it was really important for South East Melbourne to protect second spot on the ladder to stay in striking distance of Melbourne United. And they jumped them out of the blocks again. Last time this happened, Perth were able to wheel, wheel uh, were able to reel South East Melbourne back uh, and get a win that uh, well the, to get a win that sort of defied the way the game was going. We know that would have stung South East Melbourne, so they had the chance to correct what went on last time, and didn't they do it brilliantly? They were fourteen points up at the half. Perth came back again. It was all following a very similar script, and then step. In steps the captain, Kyle Adnam, and was the best player on the court to get them home. Uh, it was truly a captain's knock, and he's been good enough to jump on the line with us. Kyle, hello to you, mate. Yeah, mate. How are you? Really well. Um, we'll start from the team point of view first, which is where I know that you'll want to go. You're not. You're going to deflect all the uh, personal accolades and adulation that I'm going to throw you away in just a minute. But as I said, this game was following a script that you guys have seen before when it comes to South East Melbourne v Perth. You've only beaten them before this two times uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the nine, I think, eight or nine games that you've played, nine games that you've played leading up to this one. Um, how important was it for you guys to not let it slip away like it did uh, only a couple of weeks ago when you had yourself and plenty of others out of the side? Oh, it was extremely important. Um, I mean, Perth are a, a championship team for a reason. They've been in the playoffs for the last... I think 30 years or maybe more. Um, they've been incredible. Um, and a team like that, they always come back in the second half. They've done it time and time again this year in particular. So going into halftime, obviously, with a, with a nice lead, we're obviously really happy with how that first half went. Um, but we knew it definitely wasn't over. And, you know, with players like Cotton and Law and um, all the other guys that they have that are incredible as well, they, um, they always just find a way to stay in the game. And they've got such great closers as well in Cotton and Law. So... We were aware of that, and um, yeah, I'm just just super happy everyone stood up. Those those moments where you're able to absorb the run and then sort of fire back, um, for me, were the most impressive impressive times in the game for our group. Speaking about Bryce Cotton, the, the, I mean, this is a guy that's come off two 30-point games, 30-point-plus games in a row. Uh, he's never actually gone three in a row, and the Perth Wildcats themselves have never conceded um, 90 points uh, three games in a row. And they've never lost three games in a row uh, in the 40-minute era. You guys had all that uh, sort of stacked up against you in terms of statistics. What was the work that went in uh, to Bryce Cotton? Because you might have given a blueprint to the rest of the competition that Isaiah Liar for yourself and those who spend a bit of time on Bryce. Um, you might have just... You might, have, you might actually have to copyright that IP so that no other team uh, can get uh, access to it. How did you go about plotting to keep the best player in the comp quiet? Oh mate, to be honest, I um I wish I knew the exact remedy. Um, I think it's I think it's a difficult one to keep a player like him down. And obviously in the first half he was missing some shots, and then I think he had all his points in the second half, which was maybe 15 or 16. So, um, you know, just going yeah. off that, you know, he can have 30 at any moment. So, um, a player like that, you just have to defend with multiple defenders. You have to defend him with the team, 
all five guys need to be locked in to where, you know, someone like Bryce is on the floor. Um, you know, it's not one guy. Obviously, Isaiah um, got that matchup for the majority of the night and did an incredible job in terms of just getting through screens and making life difficult and sort of trying to take away his catch-and-shoot opportunities as much as we could. But as I said, you know, great players, it's hard to keep them down. And, and he had a great second half, but just really happy with how we defended him um, as a team. Um, but, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to repeat that again. we still got to go over to Perth another couple of times. And, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll probably have a little mark next to us to come back and bounce back, as, as all great players do. Kyle Adnam from the South East Melbourne Phoenix with us on the Sporting Capital. Kyle, your own performance. Um, th- these these are the games that I think that people remember most. And, and from a personal point of view, to be able to stand up uh, against one of the best teams in the competition uh, in the way that you're able to lead the team, in the way that you're able to, 24 points, six assists. And a lot of your buckets came in clutch moments when they were coming back. You hit a couple of really big threes down the stretch. You were You were pivotal. Um, in that win, the most important player on the court in my mind and uh, and in Nigel Purchase's mind who was doing the game with us. How personally satisfying is that to you to not only be able to perform that way but to do it in a win and to do it as captain? Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, there's, there's no denying that. That's a, It's a awesome thing to be able to go out there and, and play well and win a game against a great team. But for me, I was just trying to simplify everything as much as I could. Um, you know, just sort of reading the defence and what they were doing. They were obviously putting a lot of time into Creaky with their post-ups. Mm. Um, so they were switching a lot and we were sort of rolling the ball into Creek and they were sort of double-teaming him from the baseline. Yeah. So in terms of post-action, we weren't, you know, getting a lot out of Creaky, which at that time he's, he's incredible in the post and that's obviously why they sent a couple of defenders at him. Um, so, you know, switching that high on-ball screen was, I guess, somewhere where I was trying to take advantage as much as I could and, um, you know, just try and make winning plays and put my head, get my feet in the paint and make good decisions. And I think, you know, we've got great shooters and great guys around me who make that a little bit easier. Um, but with the game on the line, you know, I was definitely definitely really excited to, you know, see the, the way that it was being defended and just trying to attack as often um, as I could and, yeah, just try and get the boys over the line. It was It was just really good, but... The other end for me was where I was, you know, really happy with not only myself, but the the whole group, just the way that we were able to defend, as we've already spoken about. Um, you know, I, I made some free throws down the stretch, but the last sort of two minutes, 90 seconds, I think was six to zero. I know they fouled a few times, but, you know, to finish a minute and a half, two minutes, there's a couple of key possessions there where we had some really big stops that were really important for us. Um, Kyle... The, to, to get a, as we spoke about the uh, to get that win, that's the second time in this season where you've been you've got out to a lead against one of the best teams in the competition. They've come back hard at you, and you've been able to hold them at bay. You did it against um, Melbourne United uh, as well. This is a, a new franchise in just its third year, uh, looking to uh, get into its first grand final series. You made playoffs last year, but these games in professional sport, when, when, when you're on that journey and you're trying to build culture, um, you're trying to build groundswell of support and fans, how important are these games against the best uh, to, to, in, to take another step forward in not just as a team, but as a franchise um, to try and reach that ultimate? Holistically, these are really important wins. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, not only from a ladder perspective situation, obviously the ladder's so tight at the moment. So, you know, just outside of wins and losses, 
it can give your group so much confidence winning these tight games. These are the sort of games you're going to see in the finals. You know, there's not typically these blowout sort of games in the finals. So you're going to be in sort of dog fights. And um, for our group, building confidence and trust in those situations is really, really important. Um, so I think, you know, the United game, the Perth game are just great examples of building confidence and trust within our group, um, you know, to get over the line in, in, in tough games and have things go your way at the end of games in a way, um, making shots, whether it be getting stops. As I said, it just builds that confidence within the group that when we are in those situations, you know, that, that nervous energy, that pressure that's a natural thing in sport and late game situations it's minimised, you know, we're able to go out there and execute, you know, what we've, what we've talked about defensively and offensively. And as I said, it just builds confidence moving into the next game, which as we know throughout the year, the more you can build that leading into finals, the better your opportunity is at the end of the year. Uh, Kyle, the Ryan Brokoff, I'm just fascinated with what he's doing this year. We, we, for those who follow basketball, whether it be international or NBL, we, we know the journey uh, star in Europe, went to the NBA, uh, played in and around 50 games, was a 40% three-point shooter with the Dallas Mavericks, decided to withdraw himself from selection uh, for the Boomers at the Olympics because of how what was happening for him from a mental health perspective. And we absolutely applaud that, support that, and, and recognise the courage that that takes to do. This year, he hasn't been able to find... What's made him, I suppose, um, what he's built his game on for his career has been his, his a deep threat. That that is evading him at the moment. So to see what he's done in 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 going maybe back to the player that he was in college, he's putting the ball on the floor, he's penetrating the paint, he's your leading rebounder, he's actually scoring in from close, and he's providing assist. He's changed his whole game, um, and he's such a pivotal player for you. I'm just fascinated to see someone who, who came to play a role that role isn't able to happen for him, but he's now able to do it in 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 all the other aspects. I just think that's a credit to him. And I'd love to know internally, is that something that's come about because he's recognised it and said, I'm going to have to change something up? Is it the coaches? Is it yourself? I just think it's brilliant. And I'm wondering how it came to be. Yeah, oh, he's um, he's been phenomenal for us. Um, not only the you know the rebounding, the shooting, all the things that he provides, just the intangibles as well. His positioning's incredible. His talk's incredible. His leadership's incredible. All the things he does is amazing. But... Um, you know, for me personally, I'm sure Rowdy would, would give you a better explanation of, you know, what what's happened to, to, you know, sort of take his game to the next level. But he's been a great player, you know, this year and the past 10 years. You know, it's always there. And sometimes you go through shooting slumps. Sometimes you have off-court things going on. All, mm. all different things happen in, in a career. Um, but Rowdy's a world-class player. You know, we always had that belief in him. But one thing that really stood out to me is, you know, he is a veteran, but he, he comes in and all off-season, he was, you know, there early. He's getting shots, he's working out, he's working on his cardio. Um, you know, all the things that he was doing, he was one of our hardest workers this off-season. And, you know, typically you got the younger guys trying to come in a bit earlier and all those things, but Rad is one of the first ones there and doing everything he can. And I think that preparation has just really helped him. And obviously being at home and settling in with all those things that were going on with him and travel and COVID and all the things that have, you know, messed up a lot of people and provided difficulties for a lot of families. I think all those things have come together and what an incredible player he is. And we all, we all knew that, as I said, he's been that player for, for 10 years. He's a world-class, world-class basketballer. Um, and he's been incredible for our group. 
Yeah, it's just been wonderful to watch. And I reckon it's great for, um, it's a great lesson for any young player of any sport. And I've heard AFL players talk about it too. Um, I remember Dane Zorko spoke about the fact that when he wasn't finding the ball because he was getting tagged for the first time in his career, this was a few years ago now, he couldn't figure out how to beat the tag. And it was advice that he got from Simon Black, I think it was, to say, well, go and control the things you can control. How's your defensive efforts? Are you tackling? Are you chasing? Are you smothering? Are you blocking? Are you all those things? So when the thing that you are most prominent in or the area you're most prominent in, uh, whether it be goal kicking or, or what, and in this case for Ryan Brokoff, three-point shooting, if that's not there for you right now, what else are you doing? So I, I just reckon it's a great lesson for, for young players when it's not going your way in the area that you expect it to, where else can you provide for your team? And the way he's done it, I just think it's superb. Yeah, no, he's been amazing. And, you know, you mentioned it there, whether he's shooting the ball as well as he liked or not, I think one thing that, you know, does get overlooked with shooters as well is just the space they create on the floor. You know, no one's coming to help off off Ryan Brockoff, you know. Mm. So I think whether he's making shots or not, um, you know, that's going to come for him. He's a, he's a world-class shooter, but the space he provides our unit and offensively all the things he's doing, plus you're adding that he's getting into the paint at an elite level, rebounding, all the things he's doing. Um, you know, for us, he's been absolutely incredible and I'm just so happy with the way he's playing. But... Um, yeah, just just awesome, awesome on court and an incredible teammate as well. Hey, uh, good luck for the rest of the year, Kyle. It, uh, what I love about what South East Melbourne look to have uh, put together with the squad is you you cover every base. You, you've got real um, versatility. You've got real variation. You've got real depth. You've got thirty five points from your bench last year. Melbourne United won a championship, getting thirty five to forty from their bench every night. So it seems like all the pieces are there. Touch wood. Don't want to jinx you, um, but we're really looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season goes, and hopefully that's. Uh, a deep run uh, to a grand final series as well, mate. Thanks so much. Congrats again on the win against Perth and good luck uh, for Adelaide and Illawarra to come this round. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.